He glanced back at his son and asked, Are you all right, Nathan? You need some help, buddy? Nathan held up a bent toy fishing pole and started to cry. It's broke. Curtis took the pole and examined it. Don't worry, big guy. I think I can fix it. He bent it back until it was only slightly crooked and handed it back to him. How about sometime tomorrow you and I take a break and head down to the creek and put that thing to use? Nathan wiped his tears and grinned. Should I go dig for worms? That's a brilliant idea, son. I think there's an empty coffee can on the kitchen counter. You can put your worms in that. Watching his son dance off in the direction of the kitchen, Curtis smiled. If only all their problems could be solved that easily. Their backyard was nothing but dirt and scrub brush. About 30 feet from the house, it dropped off into the canyon below. Nathan could dig just about anywhere and not get into trouble. His hands were full. One hand carried the coffee can and the other held on to the handle of a small kid-sized shovel. Once in a while he would stop, kick over a rock, and look to see if any worms were under it. So far he hadn't had any luck. Frustrated, he sat down in the dirt. What are you doing? Jesse called from high up on the back deck. I'm looking for worms, but I can't find any. He whined. Can you help me? No, she called back, appalled at the thought. I don't want to get dirty. I'm going to sit right here and read. Then his sister softened. I'll read to you if you want. No, Ethan yelled back, mimicking his sister's appalled tone. I gotta get some worms. Daddy and I are going fishing tomorrow. Daddy is going to be too busy with the house. Jesse shot back. He's always too busy. He's not going to take you fishing. Nathan turned red in the face. The house was done. They were moving in. Tomorrow he would have time. Leave me alone, he shouted at his sister. I don't want you to read to me, and I don't want your help. Fine, Jesse barked back. She turned her back on her brother and sat down to read. Nathan stomped off angrily. He threw his can down and plunged his shovel into the ground. It only went in a tiny bit and hardly any soil turned over. The ground was too hard. He scanned the yard for someplace softer. He spied a series of small holes under a bush close to where the yard dropped off. Thinking he might be more successful over there, he raced over. With a hard push of his foot, he shoved his shovel deep into the soft dirt. To his surprise, he unearthed a bunch of worms. The can was on the other side of the yard, and the worms were quickly wiggling away. He picked up as many of the squiggly crawlers as possible and shoved them into the pocket of his lightweight jacket. Curtis was in the back of the U-Haul when Nathan pranced up the truck's ramp. Daddy, I got the worms, he announced proudly. Listen, they make music. Curtis heard the faint sound of something shaking. A sick feeling formed in the pit of his stomach. Cold fear gripped him as he turned to his son. Pumpkin, worms don't make music. Take your jacket off and let me see what you have in there. For once Nathan did as he was told and dutifully handed his jacket to his father. Be careful, Nathan warned. They bite. Curtis laid the jacket on the floor of the U-Haul and Nathan's worms began to slither out. Their heads were triangular in shape 
and the gray and tan diamond pattern running down their backs was unmistakable. Nathan's worms were baby diamondback rattlesnakes. Don't let them get away, Nathan cried, lunging to recapture his legion of worms. Curtis snatched Nathan's hands away, but the sudden movement startled the snakes. Instantly, they coiled up and began striking at the unsuspecting boy and his horrified father.